This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Well, you know what? I, I think you know, the, the best thing is, you know, in a little mental reset, I think this is kind of, you know, one of the first blocks of adversity we've faced this year. And, um, you know, certainly you can let some frustration creep in. You know, and, you know, I, I think being able to get away from the game and kind of analyze where we've at, you know, where we've been, what we've been doing well in some of these games, what we can improve upon, you know, come back and, you know, energize again. I think, you know, that, that's the great thing that this break comes at this time. But, um, you know, I, I think we all know over the last couple of weeks we, we can play better. I think, you know, there's been games where we haven't been as sharp as we want to be. And, you know, that, that's important that, you know, we keep striving, we keep trying to push ahead and we keep trying to get better. So, you know, enjoy these few days, kind of get that mental reset so that, you know, when we come back, uh, we really get ready for that stretch run. It's going to be a busy couple months of hockey, and we're, we're really excited for it. We, we've got a great group in here. Adam Lowry uh, talking about the break. The current upcoming break for the Winnipeg Jets. They're not practicing until Sunday. Player break, all-star break. Camera pointers, Jim Toth. Uh, good to be back. Did you ever watch Friends? I've seen, of course I've seen I've heard it. the word break so many times, it's all I think about now is, we were on a break! Ross yelling at Rachel oh. for like three seasons. We were on a break! See, I don't know the show that well. There's like oh. a couple of things I've, I've yeah, seen, not, but I'm not, not I'm, I'm a Seinfeld guy. I'm, I was too. always a Seinfeld yeah. guy, so I didn't really get into friends. Since Cheers and Seinfeld, we're all just reaching for stuff now. We're all just <laughs> looking for something to try and match. You know, Jeff Braun here at 680 CJOB, he gave me the, 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 the first volume couple seasons of the Cheers. So I've been slowly working through this. I love Cheers. It's a great yeah. show. Yeah. It's a great show. Uh, and uh, made every kid my age want to own a bar, which if you talk to anybody who owns a bar, says it's not as great as it looks. Yeah, it's uh, not, uh, you know, it's not just a party. It's an actual business that you have to, <laughs> yeah. you actually, there's like a bottom line and you have to make money and there's, it's, yes. a, it's, a, it's a business. It's and not, you have to be, it's, you have to be there when the deliveries come in the morning. Yeah. And you have to stay late at night and clean up. Yeah, and you got to try and make a profit. You can't just, hey, your buddy's here. Here's a beer. Yeah, you have you got to make money, or you, yeah. you know, your house. You're gonna lose your house. Anyways, anyway, it's good to see you. It's good to be yep. back. I was away too last week. I had the, uh, I mean, God love everyone who works at a daycare. Well, you just constantly sick. Admirable work, and it's just like a movie, a Dustin Hoffman movie where they're all should be in. What are those suits? Yeah, hazmat suits and protect themselves. My but. my niece has a gold course goes to daycare. She's just she's almost turning two in two days. Um, but like every photo I see of her, running nose, the grossest, stickiest hands you've ever seen in your life. I don't know how kids, how do they get yeah. into those? Situations? And these people that work there are just they're well, they must be sick all the time. Yeah. They have to be because if you I have just, a kid in daycare, you're always sick. Yeah, I even asked if they could come to the car and pick them up, so I didn't have to go in today. <laughs> and they were like, "You're such a." Uh, no, so a shout out to all the daycare workers, but right. I, I'm better now and uh, glad to be back. I missed Friday's show, but Tyson Ruwicki did a great job, Skyler Peters, and uh, we missed you. Um, yeah. And you went to Japan. I was in Japan for two weeks. To take samurai training? Are you a yeah, samurai now? Uh, it was ninja training, you actually. You went to ninja school. Yeah, I went to ninja school. Right. I was there for ninja school. You tricked your wife and said, let's go on vacation, and then you went to 12 hours of training it was a day right for on, two It weeks. was right on the tip top of Mount Fuji. Right. Um, sushi making was a big part of it as well. Correct. I um, heard that. Big part of ninja training as well. Um, Godzilla, There's you have to uh, be able to answer all the questions of all the Godzilla monster movies, and all that all, sort of thing. And now that you are 
a two-week certified ninja. It's that easy. You were at one with the little Cameron inside you. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it. It's, it's, a, it's a spiritual journey, Jim. You know what I mean? It's not a journey. It's a journey of discovery, but a personal discovery. Correct. You know what? You learn the skills, you learn the abilities, but you learn more about yourself. Yeah. And that's what makes it so amazing. No, uh, my wife and I had a wonderful two weeks awesome, uh, in Japan. We went to Kyoto and Tokyo and Hiroshima. Um, oh, wow. That would have been something. Oh, yeah. There's an incredible museum there about yeah. the A-bomb. And they, I went to the exact spot where the bomb hit. Um, and so I've been to I've been to Hiroshima now. I've been to Auschwitz and Birkenau uh, in Poland. And so what really shocked me, and I know this is a hockey show, and we're going to get into hockey, Declan Chisholm and all that other stuff, and we, I will round out about to it, but the scale of the Second World War, and I went to sort of the two darkest places. Um, I don't know. I see all this stuff on TV about World War Three and stuff like that, and I just get, I was in Hiroshima, and I've, I've been to those other places. I've been to Auschwitz, and uh, we've got to avoid this kind of stuff at all costs. I don't think people have any idea how bad that's this that, that war was. And how it went from all the way, like it, it just blew my mind that I was in Hiroshima and the Second World War was so massive and so horrible and so big that it had such an impact on a place on the other side of the planet. Um, so anyways, I'll, I'll just, I'm off my soapbox now. But anyway, so we, anyways, we had a big layover in Minneapolis. Um, and so anyways, I'm sitting there waiting for the flight. And a bunch of Winnipeggers are there, but everyone's wearing their jet gear. They're coming back from Orlando. They're coming back from Hawaii. They're coming back from Mexico. And a guy uh, had, a t- had his laptop set up. He was watching the game. Uh, so shout out to those guys. I got to sit there and watch the, the Saturday game against the Leafs. Awesome. Uh, with, with, some, with some Winnipeggers. So that was real cool. Um, thought the Jets got outplayed. How big are the Jets in Japan? <laughs> uh, not big. No, 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 okay. no. The baseball. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. You think Shohei Otani is, is, is popular there? You mentioned his name. You should see the smiles. They, they're, they're, they're so, he, he is, they're so proud of him. I went into a baseball store. Half of it is Otani stuff. Well, I was just going to say. I swear to God, half of it is all just Otani gear, Otani memorabilia. The idea that he has to defer this money is ridiculous. He has to defer it from the California that, and federal tax laws till he goes back to well, Japan. That's right. That's why he speaks. But he'll make more money in Japan probably per season than he will here on endorsements. Well, 100 he's on 15 billboards. He's got 100 sponsorships. It's not North America. That's why he doesn't speak English in he can speak English. That's why he doesn't speak English in uh when he's doing post, pre and post games or he does interviews. He's not speaking to the Los, fans in Los Angeles or California or North America. He's speaking to the fans in Japan. That's where his. That's where the money's coming. And in. he's dropping his car deal. He is. Everywhere how, how do you think there. you hit today? And he's he's <laughs> like, well, I because I drove in in my. You know, rightfully Hyundai. so. One of the greatest baseball players yes. so far of all time, and, and uh, he is I, big in Japan. Oh I agree God. with what you said about the game Saturday. I thought the Leafs earned that. I thought the Leafs totally. played better than the Jets, and for the first time in a long time, I thought another team got to the Jets. Yeah, I, I thought. Like, I agree with that. Like the Sandberg slash. Uh, well, p- killing the penalty, the yeah. Ehlers Reeves thing. I know that incense a lot of Jets fans, but I'm like, that's just a, a, a team getting to the other team mentally, like getting in their head. And, and, and that's why, like, I know every team right now is talking about, oh, it'll be good mental break. We need a break. We need a break. Yeah. Every team going into the break is talking about how much they need this, whether they won going into the break or losing. But I do agree with Adam Lowry wholeheartedly. I think their last seven or eight games, they have not been at their best and they won some of those. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think that the things that are creeping into their games are the things that a mental break and a physical break will help them with. It, it's it's made worse by them dealing with injuries too and going through well, the injury is, bug right now. But they like they did great without Connor. Yeah, and and they haven't they've done okay without Shifley and they haven't scored. But like I I don't want to take anything away from Shifley. I think what's lost in Shifley's season offensively is how good he is defensively. Yeah. And then we get back to the old defense leads to offense. That's why he's having such a great year and the players around him are. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the reason I think they need a break is their secondhand scoring has dried up. Well, I was watching the game and I'm like, oh man, you know, Niederreiter needs to get a goal. Niederreiter, a Niederreiter, Baron somebody. even. Apple, you know, Appleton's had a few the past week, but yeah. somebody like that, Nemestikov, uh, those were the guys that had a great start to the year. And then you and I talked about this. Yeah. I, I think this is great after the first month, but it's time for the big guns to kick in. And then, man, did the big guns kick in for two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, and they just got to get healthy. They got to get healthy. They got to get right. And I, you know... I I'm watching the game and and you know God bless Vladimir uh, uh, Vladimir Nemestikov here. He's not a number one center, and in a situation like that where he's been moved up, he's been doing a valiant effort. But you just can't replace Shively, um up there. It's a really really important spot. The power play, Jim. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just I don't think it's going to get clicking. Um, like I mean, I, I think it's we're at that point in the season well, where it's, it's just it is what it is. To me, the power play is, and I liked so the penalty kill got way better after Scott O'Neill. I think right around the time he left. The store, the reporting went. He said, "Pride's got to set in here, guys. Yeah, you're the same guys, yeah. and yet you're not. You're in the top ten, top five for a long time last year. You were seventh, I believe, and uh, now this. And then the penalty kill kicked in. Mm-hmm. They need to get healthy. They need a break. And this power play has to. And I mean, just look was, at a it, just look at a power play. Like I tweeted out trying to be funny on Saturday, but their power yeah. play reminds me about school dances. It didn't matter how well I knew anybody, I was always awkward. Mm-hmm. Their power play looks awkward. <laughs> and I know that yeah. there's Velarde there, and I know that there's – but these guys, the Lowrys, the the Connors, the Ehlers, the Morrisseys, they know each other. And it's like it's their first time together on yeah, a power they've play. They've been playing together a long time. It's got to be extinctive. It's got – like Tampa Bay came to town, remember that? Tic-tac-toe, back of the net. Yep. I mean, so it just it it. I still believe it will get going, but I'm starting to get frustrated with it no. now too because it just doesn't seem to pick up the pace. I, I'm starting to get into the camp where I just think it is what it is. We're we're getting too late into the season uh, for this thing to really start to cook. I just I, I think they're going to struggle. I think it's going to struggle the rest of the year. I hope I'm wrong, um, but things are just really starting to indicate. Blarty Connor Shifley have not been on it together. Rick Bonus used that last week, and I didn't like it. I liked what he said about his team play coming out of Boston, going into Toronto, everything. I agreed. But I didn't like the fact that there's enough guys that have been around long enough that this thing should not look the way it does. There is no reason the power play is not at least middle of the road in the league. Mediocre, like I'm talking 15th or 14th or 16th or something like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, there, there's no reason for it not to be there. It really isn't. Uh, um, some great text right before we go to break is Lil Renee said, Jim, how big are the Jets in Japan? They're the same size. <laughs> Outstanding humor there for a Monday. Yeah, Doug Brown yeah. posts that. I'm big in Japan. Yeah, I didn't want to steal his line. I was going to put a picture of myself on the train <laughs> some, next to some next to some very kind and loving and polite Japanese people. You're finally tall in Japan. I'm like a monster. Your wife is like average height there. <laughs> well, good see, for her. See, well, you know what? She was feeling bad for the first little bit. We got to take a break here. We'll come back. Well, one um, more quick text about it. Yeah. It says the way the Jets are playing. I'd rather listen to Cam talk about his vacation. <laughs> We're going to talk Jets. Oh, God.
Welcome back, man. Good to see you. Yeah, no, it's great. It's like David Lee Roth is back with Van Halen for at least eight minutes. We'll see how the next half hour goes. You only hear me muse about my experiences in the Second World War and (laughs) the history of it and the... We got so much hockey to talk this week, too. It's good that there's a break because we got to get caught up on a lot of things like award races, who's leading them. We want to talk a lot about the Jets, too, and what they do at the deadline. So it's going to be a good week. A player has been put on waivers for the Winnipeg Jets. We'll get to that right after 1230. Uh, But right after the upcoming Sports Minute here uh, presented by Boston Pizza, uh, there's a president of an organization saying they need a new stadium, football stadium. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Jay McNeil, the new president of the Calgary Stampeders, says that he believes a new stadium necessary to ensure the long-term viability of the club. McMahon, definitely the bottom of the league right now, needs a replacement. Very much so, and has for years. Long time. It's been a decrepit building that's crumbling, and I mean that like concrete peeling off it. Um, The maintenance of it alone. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but... This goes back to it hasn't changed since I, I I told the story I played college soccer there against Sate in the adjoining where the Cannons played in McMahon Stadium, and we all shared a washroom. Like our coach was ripping us at halftime, and a Calgary <laughs> Cannon player came in to go to the washroom. Yeah, it, it's just it needs an upgrade. And and Bob Irving said that for years. Like it's uh, average attendance dropping. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Cameron Poitras, Jim Toth. Um, dealing with some jet lag. Might fall asleep halfway through the show. So, Jim, just <laughs> I'll let you know. 15-hour time difference really hits hard. What do you think, Cam? Cam? Cam! Oh, what? what? Wouldn't be any different for... Half the shows. Listen, I'm I'm dealing with some. What is that? Rumpel's was it Rumpelstiltskin? Is that who fell asleep? Was it Rumpelstiltskin? Did he fell asleep? Who was the guy? Rip Van Winkle. Same thing. Rumpelstiltskin, Rip Van Winkle. Same thing. <laughs> Man, Japan did a number on you, eh? Yeah, it's one of those. You're guys. more carefree. You know, I learned. A I few didn't produce things. the show today, and I don't care. You know, <laughs> just kind of a laid back attitude. Japan is known for its laid back attitude. We stress too much here in North America. We really do. We you stress know, way too just much. Sit down, have a beer, just relax, <laughs> chill out. Yeah, chill out. Any Sapporos yeah. over there? Oh, you know, I love me a can. Of, oh, well, not a can, what? but I um, buy them in the cans and I pour them in a tall, frosty glass. Um, there was, uh, there's uh, the one, this one. It's actually very like famous beer. Hold on, let me pull it up. That was the one I like the best. The Sapporo Kieran, also um, has some really oh, good Asahi. Oh, I like that one. That one was good. I only had a couple Sapporo. I only had mostly. I Asahi. love Sapporo. So do I. I'm a big fan. Like no, the, the beer. Back in the day, I used to ice go down cold. Lots of foam. Corner. They put a lot of foam on their beer. I would know. I just was like watching. You other saw people. other. People, I saw yeah. other people. I wouldn't. Maybe those individuals like the foam because I'm with you. I don't like foam. Well, they give you lots. Big head. Uh, Declan Chisholm on waivers was placed on waivers according to yeah. uh, this has been a question the last two days. Well, and we won't know if he clears waivers until one o'clock. So over the next twenty five minutes or so, we'll find out. Jim Toth, you'll you'll be on the air. I'll be uh, 
uh, running to a uh, someplace to nap, maybe under this desk. So could you? Well, do why the show? don't you just lay down here, and then when the news comes, I'll kick you and tell you. Okay, that's, that works perfect. Just like when I come in on Mondays. Um, yeah, oh <laughs> this is say, well, yeah. I mean, I, when you go on a weekend week week long weekend long bender, yeah. I mean, you just come and sleep at work. We used to do that yeah. all the time in Dolphin. And I come in and I kick you, and you're like, oh, where are my pants? <laughs> well, they're in the corner. <laughs> uh, Chisholm on waivers now. A lot of people, there's been a lot of uh, news surrounding this, a lot of people, a lot of opinions, uh, as anything like this does. Uh, some people worried uh, Chisholm is going to be claimed. Um, Number I mean, one I, question here at the station today. Sorry to cut you off again. Yeah. I apologize. But um, no, no, no. that everywhere I went was like, so what do you think? What do you okay? I Is he going to go? Is he going to get claimed? Well, the way I look at it is that somebody had to go down. Um, and the fact of the matter is, and this is the thing that I look at the most is, uh, Chisholm has only played two games with the Jets so far this year. So you have a team that's in competition for a Stanley cup. Okay. The last six games, they're two, three and one. Okay. They're, they're, there's going to be ups and downs on this season. This team is a contender for the Stanley cup. I believe that 100%. I think their player over the course of the season, when you look at it as a whole, uh, is, is proven that is how much is Chisholm going to affect this team? getting to their goal of making the playoffs and having a run. Well, here's the thing I think it's that's about, the big. That's the big question. Somebody has to go. Dylan, apparently, when he left the game on Saturday, is going to be okay, so he's fine. They can't hide anybody when they come back from, which yeah. I think they're going to practice on the weekend sometime, uh, other than the all-star people, and then they'll get going to Pittsburgh. But um, somebody has to go. So here's the way I think the Jets are looking at this. Do they want to lose Declan Chisholm? No, they don't. But if you waive Logan Stanley, uh, Dominic Toronado, Alex Janssen, Fialbi, I, I, I believe one of those guys would get claimed. Yeah. Um, you have to keep in mind when dealing with waivers, if a team claims them, they have to put them in their lineup for two weeks or 10 games or something. They can't claim them and put them down in the minors. So I think that's what the Jets are trying to do. They're trying to look around the league and saying that. And then somebody, Tyson Ricky just asked me, he said, well, what about like Chicago or San Jose? And I said, well, here's the thing. If Logan Stanley was on waivers, I have no doubt that Chicago or San Jose or somebody like that would grab him and play him. Mm -hmm. It's a different thing when there's a guy who only has a grand total of four games in the National Hockey League to this year. Yeah. They would have to really want Declan Chisholm. They would have to go and have a spot in their lineup for Or be so decimated with injuries. Yeah, and then in two weeks, they could maybe wave him again. and or Not wave him again, but put him down in the minors. But, yeah. um, so do they want to lose Declan Chisholm? No. To your point of this year, is he going to impact this year's lineup? Only if there's a ton of injuries. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're trying to sneak somebody through that. So my point is, is so, a, a team out there a week from now would look at the way Todd or Axel Janssen Fialbi is playing and go, I'll pick them up and play them in a week from now for two weeks. 100%. With Chisholm, they might go, where are we with our decor? Where are we with our break? He's only got four games, blah, blah, blah. But Logan Stanley with 150 games and a big, huge body, I think would go. So I think they're trying to sneak somebody through. Is there a chance? Do I believe there's an honest chance that a team might grab him? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Of the names I just said, do I think he's the least guy that might be grabbed? Yes, I do. Um, I think you look at it too as well as Ville Hainola is getting, getting healthy. That pushes Declan Chisholm down the depth chart. So... Again, if Declan Chisholm does come in and is a factor in this team in their run to the playoffs and during the playoffs, the Jets are going to be real, real hurt at the deadline. And I don't think for a second that um, Kevin Chivaldeoff isn't at least going to bring in a piece, a depth defenseman, a veteran somewhere around the deadline or even earlier. I think there's going to be a veteran depth defenseman, a guy 
you know, an Adam party type that's going to yeah. find his way into the lineup here. And I think that would push Declan Chisholm down even further. So if there was one guy that had to be in that spot uh, that had to go down, I think, I think it had to have been him. Um, I, I just see uh, his, it's just, I think it's just a simple business decision at this point. It's, it's yeah, it sucks to lose Chisholm. If he does get claimed at one o'clock, we'll learn later today. Um, I, I just think but, but it's, the the names, one, it's the one that makes the most sense of the names. He has the least chance of being claimed not saying he doesn't have a chance i think he does yeah but of the names that could get waived or should he has the least chance of getting claimed also if he is claimed he's the furthest from the line another reason stanley's worth a lot more in a trade he's a bigger trade chip yeah and i think that he's a trade chip that you throw in with a pick to bring somebody else in for veteran experience or you know, even next year or this summer, if you have to get rid of a big salary on the blue line, you go, yeah. here's a third round pick in Logan Stanley. Will you take yeah. this guy? So, but look, do they want to lose him? No, no. But I just, you're, you're not going to convince me that of the names that could be waived, that he's not the least chance to. And also as to your point of what you just said, I just said it, I'll repeat myself. As for impact of this year's lineup, he's the furthest from the lineup. Totally. And in, in, he just got further with Hainola. Because Hainola's healthy. Yeah. Well, Stanley went down too. I mean, he, he got bumped down too as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, in other news in the National Hockey League, the real big story, uh, former NHL player Alex Formanton turning himself into police on Sunday in connection with an investigation into an alleged sexual assault by several members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Team. Uh, Alex will vigorously defend his innocence and asks that people not rush to judgment without hearing all of the evidence, uh, said uh, a statement by Formanton's legal team. Uh, the London police will update the story from February 5th. They are on February 5th. They're not commenting uh, any further. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll learn more about how the investigation is sort of unfolded next week, next Monday. Um, other players uh, from the London police have been charged. Uh, those players, uh, you know, this hasn't been confirmed, but uh, NHL players, Michael McLeod and Cal foot of the New Jersey devils, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia flyers and Dylan Dubé of the flames have also been placed on a leave in recent days. Um, they were also part of that team uh, as well. Um, and so the story just continuing to unfold. I don't know how it's going to end up. I'm not going to sit here and make any guesses, make any claims as to uh, evidence that I, I haven't seen, but there's a reason why the London police have revisited this. Uh, perhaps new evidence has come to light and we're going to wait and see uh, how everything unfolds. Um, but at the very least, Jim, this is, this is not a good story. It's a horrific story, and I again, I'm not leaning one way or the other. There's a due process to be played yeah, here. of course. Aside from this story, the bigger picture is the culture of hockey players, mm-hmm. not all, but some, and in group sports as a whole. And part of this story is is there's a, a, a now an, um, a big probe that's going to go into team sports. Yeah. What I do want to say about this stuff now is, and we can't mention names and anything like that until the charges and we know what the charges are and everything like that. Um, but for the, the the other story, once this is settled, is what happened the first time it was investigated compared to now, and why did this take so long? And that's what I think is a big part of this, the culture part that we need to clean up in our country and in North America and around the world. But I will say this. For a long time, when I started covering hockey in the 90s professionally, um, we were always taught, you know, 
parents talk to your daughters, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. been 30 years now. We need to focus on talking to our young men. We need to start telling them what is acceptable and what isn't. And we need to start addressing that because I don't want to paint everybody. And I've always said this in hockey, there's way more good people than bad. It's very true. But we need to stop sort of putting this on and talk to your daughters as well about these situations. No, no, no. We need to start focusing on getting to a place where it's a privilege to play the game again. It's a privilege to be on a hockey team at any level and it's fun, but you need to be a good person and we need to start addressing the men, the boys uh, just as much as we do about, cause and I'm, I'm, I'm being a little historic here where, you know, it used to be, and I covered the WHL in a small town Mm -hmm. and I knew some of the stories and some of the things that were happening away from the rink with boys on the team and girls in the community and all this. We need to start educating everybody, not just the idea of sort of, and and I also hate this, Cam. Oh, be careful of hockey players. Be careful of hockey players. There's a reason why that's out there and we need to address that. Mm -hmm. But we can't paint every hockey player like this either. We need to get to a place where as individuals, whether you play hockey or not, you're responsible for your own actions. And we need to start teaching that. We need to start teaching young men as you grow up and as you go to different levels of hockey and as you get more adulation and more privilege in society that you don't need to take advantage of that in a negative way and that it's a privilege to be there. And the idea that this case, and we heard this and now the 2003 team and look, I've been around long enough that I know that it's not just hockey. Mm -hmm. It goes on at campuses around universities all the time. It doesn't have to be the the sport of hockey. It's all over the world. But there is a culture part of hockey that as these young men grow, um, they're untouchable. And I've seen it. And I've seen some players who were the worst players on some junior teams think that they were gods in society. And I've seen some of the best players that, that went on to play for 15 years in the National Hockey League and win Stanley Cups just be thankful that that's where they're at. That's, as well as keeping everybody, especially girls and women, safe, mm-hmm. that's what I want to start coming out of this culture part is not just skills and and um, talent and stuff. Good person. We have to start talking to our young men about, yes, you're, you're a hockey player. Yes, you're a star. But there's responsibility with that, and it doesn't alleviate you from being a good human we, being. We can't just put all the onus of staying, keeping safe on 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 the girls. The, the boys, it has to be. It has to be. It, it's not just a one way discussion. It's like, and in, in, um, it, it's got to be on. It's got to be both sides. I'm totally with you. We don't. On, and that gym. We and, have. And, but these, we have this, to continue those conversations of protecting yourself. But we also have to start more conversations about not being. <laughs> well, Jim, listen, this story, and I'm sure everybody knows the details and, and perhaps will come out in the investigation. I'm sure everybody has heard it, but what is, is being alleged here in this sexual assault? This didn't happen in a vacuum. I've heard stories growing up of this happening on hockey teams. Everybody has. Yes. Jim, I'm, I'm sure you have on yeah. other teams. I've heard stuff exactly like this several times, several times as for myself growing up. Um, you know, you hear rumors about that team and something like that happening with them or that team, something like that happening with them. This type of situation did not happen in a vacuum. So 
Um, I hope that as this investigation unfolds, um, I hope that um, uh, what, whatever, what, what, and I hope that due process takes takes place, and I hope that the right verdict in the end uh, is achieved. Um, and uh, if uh, and and I, I, that's I got nothing else. That I yeah, and say. the other down part that I do want to mention, and Elliot Friedman said this on Saturday, and and just listening to it because I'm frustrated with how long this took. I'm frustrated the fact that some of these players talked to the police in the summer and here it is heading into February before they were told to do, like, why does that take so long? Now, um, Lauren McNabb, who's covered many of these, told me on last week, like she goes, I do know from covering some cases like this or hearing from others that have, proving sexual assault is really hard to do, finding evidence and all this. So that's why it's taking so long. And I I appreciated that because I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, particularly in a story like this too, Jim, where it's already been, it's from 2008, an investigation was done at the time. Yes. And it was was decided that there was nothing, there was no charges. But but like Friedman said and some others have said that like everybody wants, and what he heard from people around the NHL is everybody wants some answers here and some quick closure. And he said, that's just not going to happen. Like he said, all the experts, and we read all the legal experts, they say, you're probably a year away, even if it goes to trial, you're probably a year away from that trial starting. And then the trial taking a long time. So it's the first step. But here's my point. I'm trying to say this because I'm really frustrated and angry about this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that as we go, what we can do in the meantime is start taking a lot of um, steps to make sure this stops happening. Yeah. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. It really upsets me. Well, it's upsetting. I mean, I don't know. If and, I'm, look- and I'm used to covering stories, news stories where horrific things happen. It's just, it's getting, it's. Well, as as we learn more details about this, it becomes worse and worse. Yeah. It's it's horrific. Yeah. I. I that's all I got to say. Uh a former Winnipeg Jets draft pick has entered the NHL NHL PAA assist, a Players Assistance Program. We'll talk about that and your text messages when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Columbus Blue Jackets forward Patrick Laine has entered the uh, NHL NHL PA Player Assistance Program. Uh, he wrote, Dear fans and supporters, I want to take a moment to address my need to step away from the game for a while. After careful consideration and discussion with my support network and team, I have recognized the importance of prioritizing my mental health and well-being. Hockey has been my passion in my life, but I've come to realize that in order to perform my best, I need to take this time to focus on myself. Uh, he went on to say, I look forward to returning to the ice with a clear mind and renewed energy. Thank you for respecting my privacy at this time. So that we, there, will, there will be no update uh, when Patrick Laine, um and of course the people the, within the player association have decided and come to the determination that uh, he's ready to come back and he wants to come back, um, Patrick Laine will return, but we won't hear anything else on this. And I it was on the start today and they were asking me and I said, you know, I used to hear these stories and just feel bad for them and stuff. I, it kind of makes me happy that um, a guy like Patrick Laine is at a place where he's like, you know what, I need some help and I'm going to go get it. And and I think that's a, a really good thing. I wish him the best. Um uh, uh, Patrick at heart is a really good guy from what I know of him. And I don't know him that well. I just covered him for a while, but uh, I just, you know, he lost his father, I think about a year and a half, two years ago. And his father used to live with him here in Winnipeg. I think he took that. Well, just, just a golf course. I don't know what my his issues are at my all. My perspective but, on it is, is I don't know. I don't have any insight from that, but it seems like that might have Well, that might've been the start of some dark times for him. And he said that, and then some other things might be going on. So just, I, 
you know, it's a great message to everybody, not just hockey players. Don't be afraid to take a step back, get some help. Whatever you're dealing with, there is help out there. Always keep the conversation going and, and just ask for help if you can. Thanks so much, everybody, for texting the show, 204-780-6868. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. Thank you very much to Jeffrey Forche for producing the show. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See you tomorrow, As I just said, see you. I missed you. Glad you're back. Bye. See you. I miss your smile. Bye. miss your laugh. When this show's over, we should get an apartment together. Oh, hold on. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.